Hey guys, welcome back to the Golf Podcast. Mike, as soon as we get started here, I got to hit you off with this hypothetical because I've seen this floating all over the internet lately. It's been popping up left and right. Okay. Uh, it's got everybody kind of weighing in and I want to hear what you guys think about this one. So they say, if you make a hole-in-one mm -hmm. on a mulligan or breakfast ball, whatever you want to call it, does it still count as a hole-in-one? And we polled you guys on our community tab. And I'm gonna tell you right now, 70% of you say it does not count as a hole in one. Yeah. But 30 are saying There's it is. There's a brave 30 out there, There's huh? a brave 30. What's your thoughts here? I'm with the 70. I mean, I, I think that a hole in one should be done on the first shot. I think a mulligan is not. I mean, we all kind of give each other that breakfast ball on the first tee. It's like a mutual agreement amongst you know your buddies. Like, hey, it's first. No one got enough time to get on, uh, go to the range. Just take another one, and everyone's in agreement. I think in that situation, if you get it, no way. I think it's just a par at that point. Yeah, because you in know your what? head. And, and I'm thinking about it too. You, you don't want it. No, you don't want. I that. don't want it. Because, I don't want to tell that story. Uh, yeah, because you know what's going to happen is it's always going to go like this. People are going to ask you, "Oh, you, you play golf? You know, you're at a party. They'll be like, ever have a hole in one? And you got to always start it off with sort well. Of. Yeah, it's sort of. You know, it's like it's like a big well, and then they automatically. It's like, uh, yeah, there's an asterisk on it. So I, I personally, not only do I say no, it doesn't count as a hole in one. It counts as a great shot. It's a great, a great shot. shot. You put that ball in the hole. It's a great shot, but it's not a hole in one because at the end of the day, you know, like I said, it, it's a hole in one is something that's reserved. It's got its own special weight that it carries to it. Uh, we had one comment here on the poll. Uh, Brian says. I give the man a kind pat on the back and tell him that's the best par I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that that pretty much explains. It. I mean, look, you and I, we've done it before. We just actually we just saw Rick Shields do it too on his channel, who we had recently on the podcast. We had Rick. Um, he did a challenge. I think he took like a hundred shots at hole in one. You and I did it. We split it. We did fifty shots each. Yeah, not we easy. didn't end up getting one. But I was thinking, if one, if we hold shot number forty-seven. What are we going to do? Walk around saying we had a hole in one? I would no. never even say it was a hole in one. I, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think you nailed it. I think you got it. Even, even if you're all in agreement that it's a breakfast ball, you're still writing a three on that card. I am. <sighs> I cannot write a one on a scorecard if a ball again hold one. I can't do it. Right. I can't. I won't. You just got to you gotta, you gotta you, take your par. You will get, get your George Costanzas out there who will run with the lie forever. And when asked, did you ever get a hole in one? He'll be like, yep. Yeah. Yep. You know, for the, you know, first hole, whatever, got it, nailed it, and they're gonna they're gonna live with that forever. But I love he labels them a George. <laughs> it's not a lie. That it's not a lie unless you believe it. Right? right, right if you, no, believe if it, you believe it. If you believe it. That's <laughs> all I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> well, what do you guys think? You know, the, we we still want to hear from you guys. You heard our opinion. We still want to hear from you guys. Let us know in the comments if you get a hole in one on that mulligan on that breakfast ball, whatever you want to call it. Are you counting it? You count it as a hole in one. Yes or no. And uh, like I said, let the comments fly because everybody seems to have a, an opinion on this one. Mm -hmm. But you and I, were still looking out for our first. Hasn't happened yet. We've had so many opportunities, you know? So many. I it's, can count over like a, a dozen between you and I just filming the last five years, all the par threes. We've given it a few scares. But we have. It has not happened yet. It I, has not happened yet. I have a disc golf hole in one. Zach has a disc golf hole in one. Is that... Doesn't count. Even somewhat <laughs> as rare as golf. Like what? What's, I the, what's so. the occurrence of hole in ones? On I mean, disc golf? I've been playing for eight years, and it took me until like four months ago to get my first ace. Yeah. Okay. And I've played with people that have played for 10, 15 and, years and have never gotten them. 
I've played with people that I've gotten six. You and know? how far is the throw for something? It like really that? depends. On my throw, it was about 200 feet, 150 feet, 200 feet. And then disc golf holes are between about 150 feet to about 500, 600 feet okay. generally. Okay. They're not that long. This is, They're not that long. Zach's slow like but 50 steady yards. effort to turn this into a disc golf podcast. Disc, I, we see you. The disc golf is We there, did. We got you. All right. Anyway, let, let's move on. One thing I want to talk about is um, Max Homa obviously winning. It was it was a wild week. You know, we had some crazy bad weather, and then Sunday it cleared up, and then Sunday again more exciting golf. I mean, as fans, you got to love this week in and week out. We had. Uh, Keegan Bradley, you know, coming down the stretch, yep. we've seen a resurgence with early in the week. We saw some great stuff from Jason day. I, I'd be honest with you, out. you know, I was rooting hard from, I'm a big J day fan and, uh, it would have been something to see him win on mother's day after losing his mother just a, a month or two ago. Um, but crazy good golf. We even saw, uh, Rory in the mix. He was in the hunt. third, you know, uh, he just had a little bit too much wood to cut to try to come all the way back. But ends up, Max takes it home, and it's his now his second win on the PGA Tour this season. This season, which is great. It sets him up for a lot. I mean, East Lake's a lock, probably. President's Cup's definitely a lock for Homa. Yeah. Uh, love the tweet he threw out there last night. He's always good for a tweet after a tournament. Uh, he said something along the lines of, my soon-to-be-there, soon-to-be-born son is going to have a hell of a job topping that Mother's Day. Good luck, kid. <laughs> Thanks for the support, everyone. And he's great. He's one of my like top five guys on tour. I've been rooting hard for him. Uh, not because he's a FootJoy Titleist guy. You know, he does look sharp out there. I like the outfits he rocks. I saw uh, Sunday he was wearing that shirt you were wearing yep, the other day. Yep, yeah. yep. So, you know, he, he's got the fit, but, you know, he, he's got the personality that I fell in love with instantly when that guy came on Twitter, and I'm just, I'm just a fan. I've been rooting for this guy for a while. Glad to see he got the win. Yeah, for sure. I, and 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 his his game is is just it's on point. I like what he said in one of the the interviews he did afterwards, where he just said he really feels that that the confidence is coming on and he's feeling like he he deserves to be there yeah you know um mm -hmm. but the other guy you know i just saw an interview this week um actually it just popped up you know on social this week i don't know i don't I didn't get to dig into when exactly it was but the other guy i root hard for is matthew wolf mm -hmm. and i don't know if you saw this interview but yeah he just in in so quickly summed up everything I feel about this game, and it was so relatable to me. It just made me want you like you lock in on somebody, be like you're a fan, like an instant fan. Yeah, he was just talking about how the perspective of realizing just how like fortunate and blessed he was to be out there playing golf, doing what he does for a living, just playing with a smile on his face, no matter the outcome. That's it. I was just like, yeah. I mean, I'm all for. I love that pure competitor like you get with tiger who just doesn't matter what he could be playing you in you know air hockey right he, he's gonna right. play you to death and want to win mm -hmm. i get that too i mean that's a that's awesome side of, of the competitiveness of the sport but then there's also that side of just being like you know we're out here enjoying it having fun and just feeling how fortunate we are to be doing what we do and i think matthew wolf just summed that up instantly in in one interview and i was like that's it. That's my that, guy. I mean, that's essentially the golficity tagline. Yeah. For the past 10 years, we've been out there. We're firing 98s on our worst day. 
we're finding our 95s at Brookline or whatever it is in tough U.S. Open conditions. But yet when we get in the car, I'm just beaming the whole four-hour ride home right. that I just got to step foot and play that course. Our you goal know, isn't always to win, it's but it is always to have the most fun. That's it, man. And that was one of the most fun days. I keep thinking about that U.S. Open Media Day. And there's so many more cool things we got on the calendar coming up. So I know it's just fun after fun after fun coming, and that's what this game's all about. I'd love to see him say that. He's yeah. a good dude. Yeah, it was it was really, really good to see. Um, another thing, talking about entertaining. So this guy, Brandon Matthews, did you see this? I mean, he's coming up from the Corn Ferry Tour. And talk about, like, power, like, pure power. He, of of some of the best quotes, he had to take his driver out of the bad cause, bag because he said it was too nuclear. <laughs> so here's a guy who's, he's six foot, I think, four, right? Big dude. Um, they said that, his his fairway finder, like his 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 nice controlled easy drive, went like three thirty three, but they said that he's he's just no problem hitting one thirty five on the um, swing speed mm, club head speed no with his driver, um, which is just incredible. I mean, Bryson DeChambeau averaged one thirty three miles per hour. Here's a guy who's doing one thirty five, so he's even upping the the, the you know the mm-hmm. longest hitter on tour right now. Um, Unfortunately, you know, he, he's, he's on the Corn Ferry Tour. He's one of those guys who's like walking that line and bouncing back and forth. Unfortunately, it didn't translate this week. Uh, I think he shot like 70, 77 and missed the cut at the Wells Fargo. Um, but just electric seeing a guy who can hit the ball that far. I mean, you're talking about with 135 club head speed, you're, you're talking about 340, 350 carry, just regular, yeah, carry. regular, just carry. Forget the rollout. It's insane. And one of the articles on golfacity.com, we, we, we talked about this. There's even a Twitter photo of his stock yardages. His three-wood stock yardage is 293. <laughs> stock, 263 iron, 246 four iron. I mean, it's wild. But it makes sense. Like, if you're hitting the ball 293 with your three-wood, you could take your driver out. You could. Put it add an extra wedge or right. whatever is needed out there. But just, just incredible. Add two putters. Is it <laughs> worth it hitting two it that putter. far if you're not going to make cuts? Like th- I know, I mean, like, you pre- previous it. to this event, like he only got in due to a sponsor exemption. I can't say only got in, but I think he missed like three or four cuts before this event. So it's like you think I like don't know. hitting too far is well, hurting him. Well, I don't know. I'm just wondering. Like, I, no, I think it's more so just the need to develop other parts of his game. Still, like at the end of the day, what's been proven time and time again is that you can't raw overpower the tour you just can't, can't do it we saw even with bryson trying to do it in certain spots we saw it like like with with augusta right bryson thinking come up with a game plan to just overpower What's the place and bryson arguably is is all around excellent you know what i mean wedges putting you know mm-hmm. when he's on he's on mm-hmm. but it's just proof that there's nobody who's going to go out there and just be like the guy who overpowers it you you have to develop those other areas of your game and don't get me don't get me wrong He's no slouch, Brandon Matthews. You know what I mean? No. Just to play at the level he's playing at. But what I'm saying is with that time and experience, he's coming up from the Corn Ferry. I'm sure he'll get more chances on the PGA Tour. It's just great. He's got the long ball, just developing those other areas and making sure that he can. He you can know, that's so true. Case score. in point was when we took our forward tees challenge. We said it like how yeah. many times out there were like, these tees could be moved up so much, but hey, we still have to chip and putt. Yeah. These guys have to chip. But Bubba said it when he was on the show. Remember? Yes. We asked him. Point blank about what do you think about Bryson hitting the ball far? He goes, I don't care. Let him hit it 400 yards out of bounds. Exactly. And he still has to chip and putt. 
I'm looking at just briefly glancing through Brandon Matthews stats here. And um, one thing he, his, his putting average 120th. So you could tell like that's the low hanging fruit, Mm -hmm. but you take a guy like this, who's already got the power. One of the hardest things to teach Mm -hmm. arguably you could take a guy with like just some finesse short game. It doesn't mean that you can put all that power into him. Right. right, you can teach little things, whatever. But you get with the right coach; they can work on him with the, with putting and the short game and whatever else it may be. You never know; he could be a he could be a danger you know, out there. Bra- but Brandon Matthews, you know he'd be great for. He'd be great to bring to like a charity scramble. Yeah, of course. Those guys are the best for that. Because yeah. then you get like four cracks after his like three hundred and sixty yard drive. Yeah, like I'm going to put one in the ferry. You just bomb it. Right. Yeah. That's always the guy you want carrying the team. That's for sure. <laughs> that's your that's your anchor. Yep. So hey, we'll, we'll we'll sign up for some scrambles this year, and we'll see if he's available. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. All right, let's do a quick word from our sponsors. Then we're going to come back. I want to talk about some crazy stuff that we've got in the news, especially with this LIV. It just keeps as we're getting closer and closer to the the intro. I think it's going to be big. I think I think we're starting to wind up. There's there's a lot of stuff happening, in, including. A little surprise hot mic from Sergio Garcia. Mm. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. Let's do a quick word from our sponsors. All right, we all have different ability levels and goals, but the one thing we share is a desire to bring our best every time we tee it up. And it all starts with choosing a golf ball that you can trust. The Pro V1 is the best combination of speed, spin, and feel in the game. And the Pro V1X gives you a higher flight and a firmer feel, but both deliver longer distance, consistent flight, soft feel, and the all-important drop and stop greenside control. So whether you're Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, or Nelly Corda competing at the game's highest level or simply striving to be the best you can be, tee up that Pro V1 or Pro V1X and always bring your best. And guys, bring some heat to your game with the all-new Fuel from FootJoy. Man, I am going to rock those today on the course. We're playing after this. The Fuel, this. yeah. You know, what I say? No. Oh, the Fuel. Oh, sorry, I thought you were correcting me. But guys, no, I said, yeah, I, I agree. It, it, I've been wearing them every They're your favorite shoe, there, yeah. I know. Frank wears them all the time, and they are, I mean, for a great reason. They're stylish. They deliver, you know, superior comfort. Uh, they're packed. I mean, light, packed with very light innovation. Yeah, I mean, light is great, especially when you're walking a lot. Uh, for men, women, juniors, the vibrant colors that they come in, super cool. Uh, incredible comfort. Terrific traction. I mean, that's key, you know, when you're swinging through the ball. And that athletic look and feel. It almost looks like you're wearing a sneaker out there. Yeah. Uh, really cool. FootJoy Fuel appeals to all players of all levels of the game. Whether you're walking, whether you're playing 36, you're in a a cart country club muni whatever it is it doesn't matter the foot joy fuel has been engineered to bring some serious heat to your golf game you can learn more about the fj fuel at footjoy.com all right so the other day we saw sergio garcia right. nowadays these guys i mean i know passion and, and this stuff it's it spills over sometimes they, they're not thinking through every moment but the reality is now the way we've got tv coverage like we've never had before Everything you say, you got to be ready for it to be caught on camera. He knew. Yeah. He knew. He He knew knew those cameras were there. Go ahead. I think so. Because you know what? He's always been one to not hold back. Um, He's very fiery in that way. But anyway, he got an altercation with a rules official out there. And he said, um, I can't wait to leave this tour. Uh, That was part of the quote. But it was was very indicating like – that he's going to be one of the guys who's going to be making the announcement and making the jump over to the uh, the LIV, the, the Saudi tour, as a lot of us have been calling it. Um, Perfect candidate for it, by the way. I agree. You know, hasn't done much since the Masters right. win, which was a gazillion years ago now. We think about it. I think we're like four, four or five champions removed from Sergio. Yeah. And he hasn't made a lot of noise. He's a family man. He's getting older. He's got, you know, whatever. 
He's like a Lee Westwood. He's in that phase where like maybe he's winding down. And hey, there's a huge carrot being dangled in front of him. Right. And he can go have some fun. And according to him, the courses might be set up a little bit better than, you know, whatever he said out there. I, it's perfect for him. And I think he's going. And, and that line that he did say uh, that the hot, the hot take was, was a few more weeks to go or something. Yeah. Which totally which indicated. lines right up there. with the timeline. I line. only have to deal with you guys for another few weeks. Yeah. So which right. is right in line with the early June. And don't get me wrong. There's some of these guys who have their grievances with the PGA Tour mm-hmm. and certain things they've done. But, but the problem is, is every one of these guys who speaks up like that, the the backlash that they get from the fan is that the fans is that, and I see this in the comments all the time is that this, you're biting the hand that feeds you. Like the, the PGA tour has, you know, basically that's been your career. It supported you. You've made millions of dollars. Okay. You may have a couple of grievances, things you're upset with, but you know, airing those grievances in this manner is something that's not always a good look, but do you think this is what this, this, the LIV is going to be? Is it just going to be kind of like a victory lap for, the the older guys who are moving on anyway and the younger guys who aren't going to make it you think the guys who aren't going to make it who aren't going to be able to hack it on tour are going to move over right there. the guys who might have their card but like they're just not they're not making cuts they're not making bucks they're not paying their bills right and i don't want to say like the hunter mayhans i'm saying the mo- more of the guys current like the brandon hagees I, I don't know these names we see week in and week out that just aren't making cuts. That's yeah. what I think. I also think personally that a lot of these young names, if they decide to go to this live tour, they can almost build their name off of the backs of these just legendary right. players. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Like if if I was a young player, I would love to go there and school Lee Westwood and Sergio and Phil. Like obviously easier said than done, but like that's the easiest way to make a name. Like yeah. this guy just destroyed Phil Mickelson through you know yeah i totally get it don't forget that it's a huge gamble i mean we'll talk about it in a second even the backlash that that came um to greg norman um recently and we'll get into that it just kind of shows you that the pga tour doesn't seem like they're bluffing when they're saying like if you go over to this live tour you're gonna be nixed and without your chances so some of these guys i think they're gonna have to make that career gamble and saying like look if they feel like truly they can't hack it on the pga tour and they want to have be able to play over there but for the rest of guys i don't know it seems like it's whittling down to like the biggest draw is just going to be this huge huge um uh, the payouts Mm -hmm. i mean we had this other one i'm gonna i'm just gonna dive in this now like some of these we talked about like the uh the final it was gonna be like a 50 million dollar purse some of these are are just in, incredible. Let's see. I'm trying to find like some of the the purses that they were talking about. Fifty million. Fifty million. Um, That's incredible. And they're talking about huge appearance fees. I know Phil's got. Hey, I'm not sure about those huge appearance fees. You don't think so? I've heard like in the news this past week, a lot of players have been giving them back since Phil's comments. That's true too. I mean, but I don't think Phil gave. What was Phil's thirty mil? I'm not sure where Phil's was, but it's reportedly that he was getting 30 million here. Well, see, this is I, this is the biggest indicator of the health of this tour, if you ask me. So it said several top 50 players decommitted after Phil's comments, and those are the guys who gave back the the money that they had gotten as far as uh, to, to much join the came tour. In, was the, just checking the mail? Like they just went to the mailbox one day, opened it up, and saw a lot well, of zeros. I'm, I'm sure what it was was with their agents. There was a deal that was created that you were going to play X amount of events on this tour. So it was it was agreed it, upon. You think you yeah. don't think they surprised them? Like we want, no. you know, it's like a college acceptance letter. Congratulations! No, they weren't just sending check. checks out left okay. and right. I think what happened was there were initial talks and negotiations. I think earlier on, before Phil's comments, the tour had 
a look that wasn't as frowned upon as it is now. I think what, when, when Phil went that direction and said what he said, a huge black cloud came over the tour. Mm-hmm. It shined a light on something that some people were thinking and was, was not really said. And then a lot of people just like, whoa, I don't want my name associated yeah, with yeah, this. Yeah. And they just backed out. I'm sure they had exit clauses in their contracts or whatever. They scared. Be. I don't want to be the next Phil. I don't want to lose sponsors. Right. Or, or they're just like, they just don't want to you know, hitch their wagon to that horse. You I, know, it's just, I, I, but it makes me wonder a lot of these top 50 players, like guys who could have maybe bounced back and forth and played a little bit of events on both tours. Now, what are you going to be left with? Are you going to be left with guys like Phil, Sergio, um, Westwood, who are well along in their career, kind of taking like almost an exhibition victory lap. And then a bunch of young guys who don't feel like that they're going to be able to win on the PGA tour and are going to come over and that's going to be your field. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'd rather go there than the champions. Tour. But then for us as fans, is it other than, you know, the, the wow factor of seeing these guys play for these huge purses, is it that exciting to see that um, a field made up of that caliber? I mean, I still like I, I'm kind Phil. Of, I'd still love to watch Phil play. I right, still, of course, you know, and no a, lot of, he's, a he's, lot of people. A lot of people. He's a he's a great golfer, entertaining guy. But still, I mean, it's, if that was up against the week on a on a PGA Tour event, which one are you watching on Sunday? I'm flipping between both. I love yeah, golf. Maybe that's what they're banking on. I think people. I mean, I'm I'm the type of guy. And there's a lot of people out there who you wake up on a Saturday morning and you 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 find some quiet time on TV. I usually go right to Golf Channel. I don't care if it's girls college i don't care if it's you know yeah, you Dubai, watch any golf right any golf that's on i'll watch but if you have something that's like prime time now this live this excitement this hype norman fights money it's got hype behind it now like i'm almost excited for it now yeah you know yeah. the hype is building i also just wonder i mean i understand where the see. money's coming from there's a lot of money you know what i mean but right on the same token you got to think about sustainability if this many players decommitted and don't want their name attached to it how many sponsors do you think did the same that's true. And too. then you got to think like, what's the sustainability of this tour? Are they just going to live on the, the Saudi backed money? And, and even for them, it's they still could. an investment, but it's still an investment for them. Mm-hmm. They don't want to lose money. Yeah, they, like, yeah, they don't want to just throw their money away. To a certain extent that they're, they're, they're investing. So they might say like, look, I'm just going to throw money. At yeah. This. I just, I just don't really understand where the golf fans, like, I feel like every other major sport in the world has gone to Saudi Arabia and like, yeah, there's been stinks about like, the sport going there but i feel like golf is like the only sport that is actually like this is not okay like yeah. every other sport f1 the wwe like literally like obviously the wwe is not like the greatest example but it's massive it is massive well there. even yeah. even it's, within golf we've had this for a while we've had a couple of saudi events where guys are getting huge appearance fees to go play they just go play yeah. i think that it was just wrong time wrong moment wrong words that that phil used and i think what happened with that is it just became too much of a stigma for guys to attach to right now and that like these guys are not going to risk with their careers especially you're talking top 50 right those are all the guys where they're, they're pretty young they're in the middle of their careers for the most part they're like great it's just not worth the risk so who knows maybe the 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 media circus around it will kind of calm down and they'll kind of level that's back what i out. think it really is i think it's the media that really kind of blew it out of the water a little bit like the whole saudi there's no doubt that they mm. latched onto it i mean look it's still continuing look at this article you know this week about phil's gambling debt you see this 40 million yeah, over and, how and long this is all coming out of that that book that alan shipnuck put together which is which just 
I guess just hit pre-sale, right? And then he says part of it in the book, they said that his, that Phil's uh, total uh, gambling losses totaled $40 million from 2010 to 2014. So in five years, Phil lost $40 million gambling. Now, that seems like a, a really shocking number, but it doesn't sound like it's the whole story. Maybe that's that's a, a thing to get you to buy the book because maybe more is yeah. in there. But what if his winnings were $60 million? Yeah, I, I don't, yes, I get I don't it. Know I think that, I we think, know Phil gambles, but I, I don't know what he gambles did the, Like, I think they did the math, like Phil's, his like, like how net. You're saying that's the net. No, I think, I think he didn't make that much, like, in competition during those years. I don't know. Like, I read it somewhere that, like, he was in the red. It's possible. Due to those gambling. It's possible he went a four-year stretch of just not making any money. Uh, yeah. Because don't of the gambling. Don't quote me. Not to mention 08, 09 were incredibly terrible times financially. It's like when the whole housing market crashed. Yeah. So you had them coming out of that. Then he loses $40 million over the next four years and doesn't really win that much on tour. <laughs> what was he thinking but in that being said, up until now, I don't think Phil would be hurting anyway because he was still a sponsor's darling. Oh, yep. so many sponsors. Right? He's making think, millions a year on that. Think about how much he's making from- Probably like, making close to $40 million on sponsors. I he would could imagine. be from, from, that, from the group of sponsors that he had, but- I just don't know. I, I want to, to see more of this unfold because right now all of it is coming. Now, granted, Alan Shipnuck is now, you know, new green reporter. He's been doing this for a long time, but it is still all coming just from that main source. That I, don't know, I don't know how. Yeah. But I don't like, know how this guy hasn't gotten sued by Phil. Well, for like cause, cause defamation who, or whatever. Well, who like, knows? Only Phil would know how much of it's true. Right. And if and if it is true, maybe he can't sue him. But but quotes like this in Alan Shipnuck's, uh, he said about him. He said about Phil. He said he spent his career charming, cajoling, manipulating, and bullying reporters. Now it's interesting to me because That's, to me we've only seen Phil as the charming, the charming guy. guy, and we've always seen it as from a fan side, not being that close to him, seen it as it looks genuine to me. Yeah, I didn't ever thought it looked like we an don't act know Phil behind closed putting doors. on. Who knows what Alan's own experience with him is? I don't know. Yeah, I just that hope that like... this that, that we don't end up seeing that this is all true—a very dark mm. side of Phil because it's he's a guy you want to like. But Jeez, just think about the bets to lose that much money. Well, he must have been doing like half a million dollar ga- like nights. What do you think he's gambling on? Too? You think he's just oh, in there I heard, watching? I heard. I heard. Uh, Sweet I saw a buddy the other night, and I, we were talking about this. He said, first of all, if it's if it's forty million, it's probably more. But also, uh, he said he would bet on every single college football game. You name it, college football Saturdays. You know how many games run all day? Yeah, yeah. You know, you're betting 25,000, 100,000 bowl games. How many? Like, how much money on a hole do you think? Like he goes when out he and goes plays and golf that, with his buddy, 25 like a grand thousand, a hole. Like, but it might be, he might spend 20 grand in a day gambling, you know, just in a day, not flinch, which is crazy. Is that just because you have that much money, you just need that hit of adrenaline? Yeah, I mean. I mean, it's an addiction. It's an addiction I get it. You know, so, and you like keep anything. losing. You feel that the big win is around the corner, and sometimes it's not. And you just keep sinking and sinking. Jeez. But Phil could just take on a sponsorship, right? Can't just Phil just say like, "Hey, I'll do a spot for a million bucks whenever he wants somewhere. Someone but will pay him." I think in what I'm saying in the past, he could. I don't know if he can do that. That's the now. question. Can he do it now? Because of where he stands right now, I think Phil will still have some sort of comeback. In, in give the it eyes. six months. Yeah, I, I guarantee. Give it six months, and Phil's going to be a darling again. I read so many of the comments that I just see out there and, and just testing that as a litmus test. Phil is just still so loved. 
So there's low. so many people who are ready to just move on from this that I think that we that unless something bigger or darker comes out, like with this quote, if there's something going on behind the scenes that we don't know about, but otherwise I think we move on. Phil starts to pick up sponsors again, and I 100% think you so. know I almost think that. A is, month ago, uh, sorry, Zach. The good. month ago, just as uh, is estimated, I don't know how much he's net worth things, but uh, Golf Monthly said four hundred million. So they, they estimate his net worth, his net worth properties, maybe yeah. his tangibles, all the stuff that he has. And I don't know. I could definitely see it. A guy who's as big a name as he has for as long as he has, and I think once he kind of if if he clears his name a little bit, that value comes up again because of the, his brand value, his name right. brand, will come back up. I honestly think. Like given these days, like sports gambling has become so popular and people just love gambling and everything that has to do with gambling. I think this might be like a positive for Phil. You know, I think he might be able to like turn it into like a, like, yeah, I do this. Yeah. So what? Everybody else is doing it these days. Like, right. All right. I don't know. And I don't that's think just my thinking. The gambling itself, I don't think is something that's contained. I mean, we, cause we know there's other guys who are big gamblers. Isn't like Michael Jordan, a big gambler. Oh, yeah. Some of these guys like that, that's no problem. It, it, and I don't think anyone's going to hate him for that. At the end of the day, it's his money. Let him do what he wants with it. Right. Uh, it's the other stuff, like I said, him being able to make up those losses with his ability to earn again. But anyway, um, if I'm draft Kings, I'm going to fill right now with a bag being like, yeah, just spend that 40 million through us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, right. Well, listen, one more thing I want to mention this before we move on, because there's something I want to talk about here and talk about P uh, Tiger Woods in general. Um, people, a lot of people out there saying he's getting favorable treatment from the PGA. So I want to hear what you guys think about that in the comments. But um, one last thing I'll say here is that sh proof of this, the PGA Tour and, and the RNA and the USGA being very seriously against this live tour is um, Greg Norman getting getting disinvited basically from the open championship um he was wow. denied entry into the 150th british open could he have played it if he wasn't denied like is he eligible i i it, think he would have still needed to well, you're, you know, qualify you're an open winner, but you probably still i don't even think they let the, faldo in it so uh, like i don't know why he's making such a i think the i thought the open was like the masters that it was a lifetime exemption but doesn't mean he was going to play because i haven't he hasn't played Right, I haven't seen him play. I haven't seen him play. So I, I think it's just more so like a more of anything. It's just like kind of one of those for show kind of tactics of saying like, "Hey, by the way, you're not welcome." Mm -hmm. But yeah. either way, it shows the, the how serious these other tours are about if your association with that, we don't want you. Yeah, true. Which tells these other guys who, like I said, who decommitted, they're like, you know, good thing I did because it's getting hot over there. But mm -hmm. I also think this could be Norman playing the victim card, being like, "Oh, all these." people are against me like because i definitely heard or read somewhere that faldo who i think has won the open even at saint andrews I've, again i don't know but that's what i remember reading but he's not competing in it because i think he would have had to qualify or something i don't know yeah but something along those lines is what i remember hearing someone yeah. should just do a youtube golf tour all right so listen <laughs> to this there could be more to it too because as far as i'm getting out of it a little bit it was that he applied for a special exemption to play. And the Opium Championship permits past champions to play until the age of 60. And an additional five years can be added uh, for a former champion that, that places in the top 10. Yeah. So, so basically, he, that, that means like 50. He, he's 67 years old. So he's a little bit past that point. So they could go kind of either way. Um, and I think. But he was, he was applying for a special exemption to play. 
I think I wonder if that was if that was a media play on his regard. I think so. he was going to get turned I down. I think so. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. He could have he could have said I'm going to do that just to, to cuz right now I guess all press is good press for Norman and his league right now. Just yeah. be in the conversation. That's it. Yeah, they're doing talking. a really you know, good job. Are, yeah. All right, let's let's take, do another word from our sponsors. Then I want to talk about this this idea of of Tiger if he gets preferential treatment from the PGA because that's another hot topic right now. Yeah, for sure. All right, big thanks to Precision Pro guys. You've seen us out on the course using their R1 Smart Rangefinder. Loving the Rangefinder. Love how it works. Love all the uh, features that come with it. But we can't talk, you know, more about how great the app is that comes with it. The Precision Pro app, things like my slope and wind assist, um, the GPS distances. We use them a lot for those aerial maps, if you, especially courses we've never seen before to get those blind spots. But I think Find My is my favorite. I mean, yeah. I mean, we can't harp on how important it is when you spend three hundred dollars or so on a device uh, of that that power you don't want to lose it and sometimes we leave it behind now it does have a really awesome magnetic strip on it which just goes on the side of the cart you could pick it up with your golf club you know it's, it's right there on the floor but we're not always thinking out there right so we have left them on the cart. Yeah, i know you've left one on a we're, card we've left forgetful. one on a cart we're forgetful out there with a thousand cameras we can't always remember it and we instantly know right away oh Boom, we hit a button, find out where the rangefinder is. You could just go and grab it. I think I had to drive back on the last hole. It was sitting right in the tee box. Super cool feature. And it's just one of the many that the R1 has. And don't forget, it's a pretty wildly great rangefinder. And with a touch of a button, you get GPS or you can switch to laser. So super cool. Check it out. Use Golficity at checkout. They're going to throw you 20 bucks off. It's great. Great little discount there. Go to precisionpro.com and check it out for yourself. Yeah, I also want to talk about Repsoto too, the mobile launch monitor. Uh, it's been something that's continuing to impress us. We've been doing a lot of tests with it on our own. We've been using it more and more, even having a little fun out there. Uh, Mike and I plan doing some um, uh, long, like longest drive in a couple different holes. It's nice to be able to just like hit, bring this mobile launch monitor out and just hit it and just get it is numbers. Fun. Yeah, and cool. and that's that's really the the number the word I want to harp on in there is mobile because it is just so mobile. You know, you can bring it to the range with you, and it gives you all those metrics that really help from a game improvement standpoint knowing things like distance ball speed club speed launch angle just to name a few and it gives you that data visualization so you get so much more out of your range session plus they've got this shot tracer feature um, so it'll show you you physically see not only just your numbers your, your launch data but you can see yourself on screen you get to see that tracer you get to see the shot shape and all of that is stored right there in the app uh, plus they got the new shot dispersion feature which has a visual overlay of every shot that you hit on the range is color coded it's very similar to what we see when we go for a, a high caliber fitting or a lesson and you you get to see each one of your clubs overlaid with dispersion and it really helps you know not only like you're gapping dialing in those wedges yep. i mean this stuff you can do on your own at the range with this simple device but also you know kind of looking where's my strengths where's my weaknesses like oh wow my dispersion at this distance is way too high that's what i have to go out in the range and work on and you pick them off and you got to get better little by little so go and check it out it's rapsodo mobile launch monitor uh make sure by the way you use our coupon code golficity mlm it's all lowercase one word golficity mlm and incredibly you'll get a hundred dollars off it brings Jeez. it down to 399 which is an absolute no-brainer for such a high caliber launch monitor yeah that's not gonna last too long and we know it's accurate because we've done a lot of very good testing we tested it against a twenty thousand dollar gc quad yep and it was spot on yeah it was pretty darn good yeah you know, we did a whole video on that you can check it on the main channel but uh really excited about this thing guys if you haven't checked out rap soto yet now's the time to do it all right so 
the question became, is Tiger getting preferential treatment? Again, I told you, I love to read the comments. A lot of people, they dive in there. It's very polarizing. Some people are saying Tiger's been receiving preferential treatment from the PGA. And, uh, you know, you could say, what's the motivation there? The motivation is when Tiger's playing and Tiger's winning, broadcast ratings are way up. But the, the question we have is, do you believe that Tiger Woods receives preferential treatment from the PGA? And citing that was this week, uh, Twitter account, uh, use golf facts, which kind of widely known to be a, a burner account, or at least speculated to be a, a, a Patrick Reed or Patrick Reed's wife's burner. Right, right, right. Said, um, I wonder what it's like to have the director of golf at Southern Hills give you all the course notes you need for the upcoming PGA championship. Do all players get this treatment at PGA for Tiger Woods? This is just, uh, for Tiger Woods, this is just embarrassing that the PGA posted this photo and it's very telling. And it's a photo of Tiger out there, you know, during a practice round. And which, by the way, they said within hours of his practice round, there were news yeah, media like helicopters. helicopters in yeah. the air covering it, which just tells you everyone, you know, Tiger, at the end of the day, there's a certain degree, even if there was preferential treatment, there's a certain degree that it's earned because everyone wants to see Tiger. Right. He's the 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 track record he's had has given him some things that other players just don't have. However, the question still comes down to: sh Was this crossing a line by having you know the director of golf go out there? And, and walk with Tiger and help him with the course, is that crossing a line? You guys let us know what you think in the comments. I'm going to tell you my opinion. I don't think so. Mm. I think a lot of people like to, to, to whine and complain about what, you know, why Tiger's beating them. I would rather first, before you complain about that, first tell me that you played a practice round there and asked to have the director of golf come out, and he said no. Right, first and foremost. Then you, uh, we'll argue about preferential treatment. Right. But if you didn't choose, like, don't forget, Tiger not only is, is you know, he's the greatest in a lot of ways he's played. He's also one of the smartest. He knows that course knowledge trumps everything else. Big time, yep. So Tiger, the competitor that he is, it wouldn't put it past me. It's not like the PGA. I doubt the PGA invited him out and be like, hey, Tiger, come out. We want to show you all our of secrets. No. Right. I think Tiger set it up. I, he like he, he right now, you know, his focus is on majors. He, you know, he can only play so many events. He probably got in contact, however it is, with them, said, I want to play. He probably invited the director of golf out there and asked to pick his brain, yep. which I don't think is in any way cheating. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think it's, if anything, it's a smart move. Mm -hmm. I'd, li I'd like to see, were other players asking the same and being denied and Tiger was the only one given that opportunity? Then we can make the argument that maybe there's some preferential treatment. I haven't personally heard that. If I'm missing something, you guys let us know in the comments. Yeah, I, but I heard or I read a comment where somebody was like, said exactly what you said, Frank. Yeah. That, like I've been a pro for a long time and if any athlete on the PGA Tour were playing at my course, like I would be more than happy to right, help them. And most pros would be more than happy to help anybody coming to play at their course. I don't know. And just, what's honestly the director of golf going to do any more for you than going down there and, and, and grabbing somebody from the course who's been a caddy for 35 years and could walk the place in his, with his eyes closed? Mm -hmm. Jumping like that, just getting local knowledge. If anything, to me, it's a brilliant move by Tiger. It shows that Tiger knows that this game is more than just working on your swing. You know what I mean? It's right. getting and knowing the course and the course. We've known it even as amateur golfers. We play the courses we know better. Exactly. Right? Mm -hmm. So- 
if 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 Tiger was smart enough and he thought of it first to go to Southern Hills, play a practice round, and ask the director of golf to come walk with him and and and, and he could pick his brain, mm-hmm. then that then good for you, Tiger. And if this if if Patrick Reed is really behind this tweet, and again, I'm not a Reed hater. I know a lot of people are Reed haters, but to me, if 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 Reed is behind this and he didn't do the same, if he didn't pick up the phone, because I don't think that as you said, Zach. Any course is turning down Nobody a PGA Tour down. pro who wants to come down and play the course, especially you know a month in advance or whatever. If Patrick Reed picks up the phone, Southern Hills, I'd like to come play a practice round. By the way, is uh, is Gary available? Uh, I mean, is uh, is Carrie available? I want to have him bring yeah, him out. They'll roll there out the me. same red carpet. Yeah, I think they you will. You won't get the helicopters there. You won't get the helicopters, but, but hey, they'll roll it out for you. The news media that he gets is deserved, Tiger. Right. right. What do you, I mean, I know I'm, I'm kind of passionate uh, yeah. about it, but what's your yeah, thought? I, I agree. I agree. Cause I keep coming back to that same thing. Any of these guys can go get that treatment. Yeah. You know, and why not? I mean, we see a lot of guys go to Augusta right before the, uh, the masters, they take it, they take a lap or two Yeah. Uh, in the weeks leading up to it. So look at how many guys who are smart enough to try to pick tiger's brain, right? Asked to play with him in, in practice. Now tiger has a little more of a motivation to withhold some information. He's still playing competitively, of course, of course. right? Yeah, right. But I, I don't know. I know, like, obviously, we're not playing in the PGA, but I know we could reach out to some club pros and be like, can you just walk us through? And of they course. would be happy to help us. So yeah, I can only course. imagine so can only how imagine. happy they would you be. Know, Xander Shoffley picks yeah. up the phone, of course. Exactly. You know? I, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like, if anything, it's a bad look. Joey definitely got a lot of notes during those. I'm sure they take some. The caddy sure. takes a lot of notes. I think if it's a bad look for anyone, it's a bad look for whoever is is, is behind complaining. this, this, do you think, right. this Twitter Do you think account? Tiger's writing his own notes there? Tiger or do you think he's you just leaving facts. it to Joey to write, like, Know that I need to know this. I think Joey helps him out, but I think Tiger also. There's there's a, a lot in that mind that yeah we can't even imagine can't even accessing. Imagine. Um, anyway, a couple more things before we wrap up the show today, because actually we're going to be we're heading right out from here to play. We're going to have a fun match this afternoon mm-hmm. against uh, our friends from uh, from Shotscope. Yeah, they're in uh, from Scotland. Yeah, they're and it, 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 I'm really excited about this because we haven't really been able to play with them since we, our trip to scotland no i believe and I, I thought that and i said no we did play one round with them at reunion and right before covid right that's true. pga show when they launched their new product we played around with them but it's been two years two plus it's been years. too long it's been too long i'm yeah. hoping they're jet lag because we're playing a match like I'm yeah, hoping and they're, they're sticks they're both they're too sticks good. but we got the course knowledge which doesn't matter eli <laughs> in this case Maybe not, but it, but it, we're excited to do that. Yep. And also, the other big thing I don't want anybody to miss this: we just did our our SM9, our Volky yeah. SM9 fitting. Mm-hmm. We said it before. We talked about it here. We're going to do a big giveaway with it. Well, the giveaway is out. Um, you got to go check out that video to see. But it's a fun one. Basically, we're going to have you guys. All the details are in that video. But we're going to have you guys mock up and design some of your own wedges, and then we're going to pick some of our favorites and put them to a vote. Check this out. They're already rolling in. Zach. Lots of cool so these are designs like rolling these in. These wedges, you're customizing. Like they're all kind of flying in already. Really cool stuff. Probably can't see it on the screen, but I am loving them so far, Frank. There's some good Very ones. Good. I've already got a couple front runner favorites. You and I are each going to pick a favorite, and then we're going to put them to a vote. Put those two to a vote. The winner is going to win a, a custom set of the Nuvoki SM9 wedges. Plus, along the way, as we always do, we learned a whole lot about equipment and our own games working with kevin sprecher we learned a lot about bounce and and how that really affected our game so you're gonna want to check out that video it's on the golf city main channel uh a lot of fun putting that one together by the way hold on real sec the, the winner when we were building our wedges yeah it, they start at 150 a Voki wedge right. around 150 mm-hmm. 160 170 after you customize it get up to about 250 
Easy. And you each can, customization adds a little bit it more. It adds a little bit more. So you could be walking away with like a $750 set of wedges yes. as a winner. You definitely it's could It's one be. of my favorite giveaways that we do. You definitely Sorry. could be. And plus, how cool is it when they're custom? Yeah, it's awesome. You know, you get to, you get to put your little creativity. Now, you and I each customized our own. They haven't arrived just yet, and we haven't told each other. It's the first time we, we didn't show each other before we hit the submit. First time, so we're going to surprise each other with what we picked. Yeah, but it's always fun getting create creative, and and the performance of these wedges is, is something you got to see to believe. Are you guys keeping the colors secret or everything? It's all secret right now. We have basic ideas. Frank of what hinted we might at do. going with the all black. Yeah, because there I don't was know if he is, but we'll there see. was something to do with mine, a special wedge in there that I wasn't sure if I could get the finish I wanted. So we're going to say, I may even be surprised. He might even be surprised. I may even be surprised. Um, so that was that. And then the other <laughs> thing is, like I said, uh, Brookline um, coming up uh, as we get closer and closer to the country club. We're going to do an Open on-site podcast. Yep. U.S. Open week. That's going to be a week's like full of content, U.S. Open stuff. Between the two rounds we played during media, day, two rounds, the two videos we shot. Yep. The podcast we're going to do on-site. We're going back up there, obviously. So what a place! What a place! What a place! Uh, so much history there. Such a unique golf course. I'm excited for this one. Ah, those greens were small, man. They were small, small. But we hung in. We, we had our we had our shit. We had our snowman on the card. We had our sevens. We had our fours. Hey, string together a couple of pars out there. It's a huge confidence booster. The rough was brutal, nice. Man. Chip in from the rough, Mike. Yes, it was awesome. You know. I felt good. Got to give yourself some yeah. credit. Yeah. So we'll have those videos almost out. Almost hole in one. Uh, 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 um, almost hole in almost. one. Almost. Almost. I, I still can't believe it. You were walking away, and I'm like, that ball's, because those greens were lightning. Yeah. Right? And they were very undulated. I put it like five feet past And I'm it. like, Mike, it's still rolling. Like, turn around. <laughs> and it rolled. It gave that cup a look. Yeah. It rolled You're going to love these bits. You're yeah. going to love them. Uh, also, there was instances of a ball being on the green and putting it off the green. So be ready for that. Pioneer's this, number two vibes. Let's just yeah. say if it's going to be a U.S. Open course, it better be challenging. And this one is. Yeah. This one is. Oh, so, yeah. and we know that firsthand. Challenging for me to even walk. And, and, and yeah. hey, and the last right? thing I want to leave you guys with before we let you go. Speaking of giveaways, it's a big month. It's We've got two huge, huge giveaways going right now. The other giveaway we're doing, we just announced this on the main channel as well. Again, you guys know why we do giveaways. We feel very fortunate in that what we get to do with this, with Golficity and the content we get to create, you guys are the reason we get to do that. So whenever we get a chance to give back, we give back. So we relaunched the Golficity Clubhouse. We now have a free option. You know, we wanted to make sure that everybody who wanted to be in there, whether, you know, you could afford the, the $5 a month or not, you can get in there. We still have the supporter. We're going to do something special for our supporters. You yep. can pay the $5 because every dime that you guys pay goes back into the content creation. doesn't go in our pockets, goes back in that content creation, try to level up the content that we make. But anyone who's in there who joins the clubhouse for the month of May, at the end of the month of May, we're going to take everybody who's in the clubhouse. We're going to do a, a random drawing and give away a Titleist TSI driver to somebody in the clubhouse. Super cool. Super cool. Yeah. So excited for this one. And it's growing. We, we just we shot up to 63 members like real fast. And the cool thing about the clubhouse is the bigger it gets, the more fun it is. Yep. Because we're in there. Everybody's talking. You know, A lot of people are, are, are finding that other people live close to them. They're linking up, going out and playing around, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. So go to golfacy.com slash clubhouse. All the details are there so you can get joined. Got to be in there in the month of May. Obviously, we're going to continue to grow this thing, and we're going to do some surprise giveaways and things like that in the, in the clubhouse. But beyond the giveaways, there's plenty of other good reasons to be in there. You'll see when you join. It is a 
tremendous, tremendous group of people that we feel fortunate to call friends. And you guys are going to enjoy this. So go to golfist.com slash clubhouse to join. That's everything we have for you this week. We'll see everybody again next week. 